So I'm gonna just just for now, I'm gonna do my Robert De Niro. Okay, this is for all of you Bobby De Niro fans out there. Okay, I can do a little bit of New York for you. I'm not, I'm not good at it. If you're from New York, you're laughing right now like Carlos the worst accent I've ever heard. But <clears throat> if I'm Bobby De Niro and I'm praying, if Bobby De Niro was a believer, I'm not sure if he is. Bobby, if you're watching this, we love you. But if he was a Christian and he was in prayer, this is what he's like. Are you talking to me? Are you are you talking to me? And does something he does, does you? Are you talking? Are you talking to me? So his talk is like this. Are you talking to me, God? And the father's up in heaven going, Yeah, Bobby, I'm talking to you. Are you talking to me? Well, hey guys, and welcome back to the Kingdom Business Podcast. You know, we're putting these out every single week to equip you and train you so that you can be a bigger ambassador and a better ambassador in the marketplace for Christ. Right, this is about wrapping around training for you, you know, and that training could be around marketing plans, um, or, or it actually could be around very spiritual topics. And today, I'm absolutely delighted uh, to let you know that I'll be talking with Carl Wesley Anderson, who I've met in the U.S. Uh, he's from Minneapolis in the U.S., um, and he's got um, real, real keys. Uh, you know, the, the scripture says. That the, the thing, it's the glory of man to, you know, it's glory of God to conceal a matter. It's the glory of man to uncover it. Um, and so we are going to dig into this to find out some keys. And Carl has some around hearing the voice of God, which is a pretty interesting topic for busy entrepreneurs who fill up their diaries and rightly so with lots of things to build a business. And yet at the same time, often miss the intimate journey that we can have with the Lord on how to hear that voice of the Lord. And so Carl's got 21 ways. We're going to cover a few of those on this chat, specifically for you guys who are kingdom entrepreneurs. So Carl, here's the first question. Who is Carl Wesley Anderson? Okay. Well, Wes, I'm honored to be with you and greetings to all of my fellow brothers and sisters down under. Uh, I was originally trained in ministry through an Aussie named Alan Langstaff, who was a very well-known charismatic leader there in the 1970s and 80s. Uh, I remember walking into his office and there is a map on his wall, dominating his wall, called the MacArthur's Corrective Map of the Universe, with Australia right in the middle and the U.S. way down in the bottom. So right from the start, you know, I've known Australians rock, basically. Yeah. So, so who am I? I'm 52 years old now. Uh, initially, uh, I got started in life before meeting Christ um, as an entrepreneur. So it's really great to talk to all of you fellow entrepreneurs in this way. I started my own wedding video company at the age of 15 uh, and worked it from there. And then five years later, I met Jesus and fell in love with him. And uh even though I was raised very traditional church, uh, high church, uh, when I repented and, and met the Lord, every, everything changed. Uh, I remember I was in university and, and the next morning walking to class, I could just sense the presence of God everywhere. So uh, that changed everything. Now, I had originally done some training in filmmaking at USC Film School in Los Angeles, California, one of the top film schools in the country here just to learn the art of filmmaking. And lo and behold, though, once I became a believer and follower of the Lord, Lord said, why don't you lay down that skill for a while? And I've got a calling for you as an equipping evangelist. So, so part one of the answer is I am a, an equipping evangelist. And uh, what that means is the Lord sends me out to help equip believers uh, with my current assignment being helping us all learn how to hear the voice of God more clearly and more often. We'll talk about that in a minute. So I launched as uh, an equipping evangelist. And then a few years in, after traveling to about 22 nations for the gospel preaching, including Australia, uh, I've been all over Australia from, from Brizzy down to, down to Melbourne and uh, honored to have been there that, that long. Um, really, uh, I, I, I picked up the ministry again but we, we launched this wedding video business in the middle of all this time. So it was great. I just followed the Lord into this. He gave me the name of the company. He gave me favor. He gave me understanding for marketing, where to spend my money. Because as you all know, it's good to market. We need to market. But it's also important to know where to put that money. Uh, I think we averaged about 
of our annual budget in those years was towards sales and marketing. And it paid off, you know, many dividends. Well, fast forward a little bit. uh, Who is Carl Wesley Anderson? So about eight years ago this summer, I got a very serious form of melanoma, skin cancer. It started right here on my leg. I didn't notice it. It was just a little bump. And before I could catch it, it spread into my lymph nodes and become very, very deadly. So as a complete turn of events, I was, I was so sick from the treatments, I was unable to preach, so I had to stop traveling. I had just been to Australia the previous year. I couldn't go back. And because of the seriousness of the treatments, uh, we, had to, we had to lose basically our wedding video business. We just watched it kind of crumble away. And the Lord said, that's okay. Just let it go. And for me as an art- entrepreneur and as a, as a male, especially, that's hard because God had given us the vision and we worked it together, my wife and I, all these years. And then to have him say, just let it go, that was a challenge. So a couple of years into the battle, my wife and I are in prayer. And during that time, uh, I was really led by the Holy Spirit. And with melanoma, there's a particular uh, form of treatment called immune therapy or immunotherapy, where there's something missing in my immune system. So we have to train it to recognize the cancer as a threat because it's it's kind of acting like a Klingon warship, you know, stealth mode. It's there, but the, the immune system doesn't count it as a threat. So I was then led into, into, into taking a, a form of treatment that gives you a fever every week to heighten your immune system and fight the cancer, right? So Wes and, and everyone, I, I, I had to take this treatment. And what's really interesting about my story is during that summer eight years ago, the Lord said to me, Carl, I'm going to speak to you clearly face to face. He said that through Psalm 32. Now, I didn't expect that Jesus was going to appear to me and talk to me face to face. I kind of knew he's just going to make it clear which treatment to take. Of the four options I had, uh, I prayed all summer and it came to the final weekend where I had to make the decision on the Monday. And during that weekend, I had eight unique contacts from God, meaning eight different ways that he contacted me of his own initiative that showed me exactly which of the treatments to take. And incidentally, he led me to the toughest one. So it, uh, it was a shot in the stomach and it gave me a fever. So I would take the shot on a Monday night and then, and I hate needles. I've, I'm always, I'm always shaking from needles. So I had to give myself a shot of needle. Like, ah. And then Tuesday, you wake up, you're sick with a fever. Your fever lasts Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and into Saturday. And then Sunday, you're exhausted. And Monday, you're back to the shot. And brothers and sisters, I had to endure 69 weeks of fevers. So it's like COVID if you get sick for a week, but multiply that times 69 weeks. So I lost most of my hair. I lost most of my weight. We lost our video business, everything. And in prayer one day, we were seeking the Lord because obviously, you know, how are we going to support ourselves? But what's the vision of, of my life now? It's obviously changing. It's shifting. I was about 46 at this point. And my wife, Sarah, got this word from Exodus 4, which was where Moses was just about to go for his calling. And as you all know the story, he's a little apprehensive. Lord, can I speak for you and so forth? So God challenges him and says, what's that in your hand? And for, of course, Moses, it was a staff, as you guys say so beautifully over there. I won't say it the American way. It's so boring. You, he had a staff in his hand, you know. Well, I, I was supposed to look at my hand. Sarah says, honey, we're supposed to look at our hands and God's going to show us something. So in this hand, I was holding my Bible. It was open to the Psalms like this because we had been praising. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking first here and I feel like the Lord says, yep, great. You're going to continue to exhort my word in the nations. Okay. I'm looking at this hand and I see a film camera up here, a really nice film camera. So I'm staring at this in the spirit, a vision of a film camera in this hand. And as I'm looking at it, Uh, The Lord says, I've given you a new calling. You are now to become a media missionary. So I thought, wow, that's really cool. So I wrote that down, media missionary. What does that mean, Lord? And for me, it goes back to a vision I had in prayer about 10 years prior. And if we have time, you can ask me more details. But the essence of that vision was I saw the Lord wanted me to create 
very compelling documentary films that go back in salvation history and retell some of the great, great stories of very well-known people and very unknown people. So it's a kind of a combination calling. And then to link those stories to modern day stories to bring forth the idea that God has been faithful for all time, all salvation history. He is being faithful to appear and speak today, and he'll be faithful to give us hope for the future. Mm -hmm. So that was the calling. So who is Carl Wesley Anderson? Equipping evangelist, uh, family man. We have three beautiful children. They're all grown, 25 years married now. Uh, and now documentary filmmaker or media missionary is the third sort of category. I'm also an author during the time of the battle. I put together 21 ways, as you mentioned at the in introduction, and there aren't just 21 ways, but I'll just, I'll just hold this up. This is the book. It's called Love Speaks. So there it is. 21 ways to recognize God's multifaceted voice. This is available down under. Just search for it on Amazon. You'll see yeah. it. It's probably the better way to get it there because of shipping. Yeah. But I uh, just, just as a, as a funny, you know, kind of humorous thing from the father, I don't have some kind of a, you know, a cat, you know, a, there are more than 21 because I published the book. The day I published it on Amazon, I get this package in the mail from a friend of mine. I have this book. It's an old book from the 1970s from this obscure woman. And the title of the book is 101 Ways to Hear the Voice of God. <laughs> so there's more than 21. But anyway, yeah. that's a little about a little bit about who Carl Wesley Anderson is. Oh, hey, I hope you're enjoying this week's episode. Listen, I'm just here training a group here in this room but I need you to subscribe to my channel. Guys, do you think they should subscribe to the channel? Yeah! Guys, please, subscribe. Um, I love it, and I love uh, the quality, uh, the excellence of the stories that you tell. Um, you know, they're not just headshots, they're not talking heads. You bring, uh, you know, wonderful B-roll and, and imagery into your storytelling, and... Um, it's some of the best I've seen, uh, actually, you know, in terms of uh, cinematography and things like that. Um, you know, like uh, across the board, uh, a lot of people that would produce content across the faith, it's, it's, it's second rate, probably. Um, it might be good content, that bit's not the issue. And it gives glory to God, so that's good. But it doesn't have that, you know, the, the extra stuff which yours seems to have, you know, the nice drone shots, the beautiful B-roll and stuff like that, which are, is, is really captivating. So you've done a... You've done a, a brilliant job. Um, there would be people listening to this who are busy building a business, and they're like, great for you, Carl. I don't think I've ever heard the voice of God. And he turned up eight times in one weekend. Uh, why are you so special? And I don't know. I don't even know that I know that I believe you, right? There would be some people who are like that. What would you say to those people who are like, I don't know that I could have my version of an experience like that with the Father. Excellent question, Wes. So first of all, let's just go back in time. Uh, Abraham had 10 documented contacts with God over 50 years. Okay, So when he first gets his calling in Genesis and then on through his life to the end, including the sacrifice of Isaac and so forth, all the stories that we know so well. He had 10 contacts in 50 years because that was the time. And in fact, the voice of God was so rare. There's that beautiful scripture in the Old Testament about, about I think it's in Samuel or somewhere, maybe it's in Judges. It's like, it's like the voice of God was rare in those days. You know, we think about that. If you fast forward to our 21st century world, hey, look, Jesus is getting ready to return. We can all expect we can pray Maranatha every day, come Lord Jesus. We're in an accelerated time in history right now. Very, very special time in history. I would say starting with the great Azusa Street Revival, it was preceded by the Welsh Revival, 1904, and then Azusa, and then moving forward into the incredible spread of Pentecostalism and expressions of the Holy Spirit. So hearing the voice of God is accelerated now. So you and I can actually have 10 contacts with God in a week, or if your faith isn't there for a week, call it a month. If your faith is really there and you go through this material and you learn it, you can have 10 contacts in a day. It's just that simple. And I, I, and I want to encourage everyone listening to this. 
no matter where you're at in your faith level, God is ahead of you and, and leading you on mm -hmm. to grow you in your faith so that the more of the ways you learn and you can recognize, the more of the contacts you'll recognize are him. And he really is that intimate with us. He really does mm -hmm. love us so passionately that he wants to communicate that love to us. And not only that, in whatever business you're in, you're there to shine. You're the city on the hill. So he wants to communicate to you so that flowing through you, you are communicating his love to all those around you. And it is possible. And all of you can start today. I'll just give you a very simple one. Um, when I speak of the Lord talking, communicating to us, I like to talk about the Trinity. And I'll preface this by saying the following is a mystery. So, so it's a mystery even to me. So I'm going to describe it to you in very simple terms, but it's still a mystery. I'll, I'll define it this way, that each member or person of the Trinity has his own sort of unique way or ways that he is communicating to you and I. And if you learn those, it's kind of exciting on an adventure to go out and discover how he is talking. So to put it very simply, Jesus is communicating through his word, both what we call the established word or doctrine or truth with a capital T. So no matter what background you're in, be it high church, low church, Pentecostal, evangelical, whatever, even Roman Catholic, doesn't matter. Whatever your background is, you'd agree with me that the word of God is sort of not just the primary way to hear his voice, but it's the only infallible way to hear. And I want to say that from the outset. I honestly believe the other 20 ways, even though they are drawn from the word as an anchor. And when I teach this, I bring scripture for every way. It's all in your Bibles. The key is the established word is forever. And, and it is the only infallible way. You and I might miss it, but this will never miss it, right? Yep. So you've got Jesus speaking through his word. We're going to look maybe further today at one of the ways he speaks, known as the living word. Then you have the Holy Spirit. How, how is he talking? Well, what's amazing about our relationship on this side of the cross is that as Jesus came, he bore the penalty for our sin. He died a suffering death. And in his death, he not only overcame uh, sin, but he gained a victory of overcoming the enemy. So he overcame Satan at the cross. So on the resurrection day, he then begins to move out in the spirit and he breathes on his, on his disciples, receive the Holy Spirit. They're the first people in history to have an outer breath blown upon them and they receive God. You know, it's beautiful. Then what unfolds in the book of Acts is amazing. And now down to this day, so the Holy Spirit now, instead of being outward, can communicate from within. So the Holy Spirit primarily speaks from within your redeemed human spirit. And there's multiple ways to look at that. There's the inner witness, the inner voice. He speaks in visions. He speaks in dreams. He speaks in symbolism. He speaks through prophecy, all of that. Then the Father, and I love to talk about the Father. And I just should mention this too, if you're listening to this. I have a free book out there. It's an ebook, and it's called Hearing the Voice of Our Father. It's available to you uh, online on our website. We can talk about that later. But I love to talk about the Father because he speaks primarily externally and indirectly. So just remember those two words for the Father. Externally, that's outward, and indirectly. So as you go through Love Speaks, you'll find there are 21 ways. Number one is the Bible. Number 21, all of the way at the bottom of the list, the end, is the audible voice because it's so rare. Yeah. Uh, people have asked me, Carl, you, you, you teach on this. You, you know, How many have you heard? I, I say, I've heard 20 of the 21. I myself have never heard the audible voice. And here I am called to write a book on it you know, and teach it. So uh, it's very, very rare you're going to hear an audible voice from the Father. Why? Because I think he would rather draw you and I on onwards by his love for us and almost give us little hints of his presence so that we follow him by faith so that we grow in our faith to hear his voice so that's really the essence of uh of of love speaks it's jesus speaking through his word the holy spirit speaking from within and the father speaking in his love externally and indirectly i love it um, uh, we're going to go back to some of these because i feel like uh there's a lot there's a lot deeper that we can go um 
you spend a bit more time on the Holy Spirit and the inner voice. Um, you know, when, when I think about uh, my life, and, and I think it's beautiful, actually, that everybody has a probably a slightly different way that they would hear the Holy Spirit. And that's part of the... Because you get to uncover this wonderful adventure on, as you go. Um, you know, it's, it's about trying to discern uh, whose voice I'm hearing um, and we'll always get that wrong. It's interesting for me. There's, there's a couple of voices for me, right? I, like, there's a voice... <laughs> like... If, I'm, if I go for a run, for example, there's a voice that turns up real quick saying, quit, right? You should stop this, right? Like, like there's that voice, you know, and, uh, and, and, and I try and rebuke that one. Um, but that's me, probably. Um, then there's a voice that comes in that is very deceitful, and it could be good words, but it's normally wrapped up in fear or anxiety or something, you know, to make you play small, right? Um... And then there's this other voice, which weirdly, when I hear it, sounds like Wes Hone, which um, I wish it wasn't, actually. Uh, there must be some divine, like, I wish it was like um, Winston Churchill or somebody. I wish it came, like, because then it would be, like, it would be gravelly and deep, and then I would know just for sure. Like, it, like it's, it, it's, it's easy for Abraham, like, God turned up right? Or, or people that experienced angels. It was easy for them, right? Fiery swords turned up and you were like, far out, like that's God, right? And, and so for me, and, 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 so, and so there's that voice, but actually, I, I think that I, I'm just talking about me for a minute, to, and then I want to throw to you to say, how unique is that? I actually am led by a sense, almost, I call it unction, in the very, very, very low pit in my stomach. And it is a drawing or an uneasy feeling, right? And, um, you know, Bible says, let peace be your umpire. And I don't know what peace is, but I know what not peace is. Anxiety, you know, th those kind of things, like, like fear, like I, I know what they are. And I, and I also, but it's so easy to miss in a busy world is the point I want to kind of pull out. Unless I'm in my hiding place and centered and still and quiet, I can't really, I just, I just steamroll it because it's easy to miss. But it is such a subtle feeling of drawing in a particular direction, you know, and then that usually matches the kind of words that I'm, that I'm, that I'm hearing and that's when I know to move, Right. That took me a long time of getting that right and wrong to kind of figure that out. And is that, would you say that's common? Would you say that's similar? Would you say that that's weird? What would you say as somebody who knows the 21 ways that God would talk? Not weird at all. Uh, you're describing two of the most very common ways that love speaks. So you, you wove them together very well. You started with the inner voice. That's actually way number four. The inner witness is way number three. So Let's talk Holy Spirit. And again, this is all coming from a former, uh, you know, Lutheran upbringing where we worshiped our Trinity was the Father and the Son and the Holy Bible. You know, we weren't taught any of this. So I've had to learn it just like all of you are learning it. And we stumble and fall along the journey. And the Lord's like, that's okay. Get up. Let's try this again. You know, he's always, he's yeah. always urging us on and encouraging us, isn't he? Uh, so let me first of all define for you those two. Let's start with the second one, that's, uh, which is actually the first one in Love Speaks, the inner witness of the Spirit. That's exactly what you said. What that is, so again, remember you got the Holy Spirit in here, and he is active. So I like what you're saying, and, and I want to encourage everybody, the difference between our faith and hearing God's voice and what the enemy does in like the new age and all these different things that he's about, it's, it's, it's direct opposite. The enemy is constantly getting people into this weird place of neutrality, of being neutral, of being still. And then these, these, the enemy can come in, these demons can come in and speak. Whereas the Lord describes our relationship with him as a mighty flowing river inside of us. Well, a river is always in motion. There's never a moment where a river is not moving. So as we are then activating our faith to move forward, we can expect that we're in the river. And we're, you know, we might drift here and there, but we're going to hear God's voice. So the witness is a sense. 
of a tightness, like a no, like a red light of a traffic light, like you described, or a sense of a green light of the traffic light. That's what scripture dis, uh, discerns and, and, and teaches us as peace or joy bubbling up from within. And it's as simple as that. So the witness is very simply like a traffic light within you. So when you go to prayer, you want to be asking the Lord yes and no questions. So whatever you're facing this week in your business, you're facing something. Well, here's the challenge. Ask the Holy Spirit a yes or no question and wait on the witness. What I mean is you're actively listening and you're almost looking in the spirit. Do I see green or do I sense peace or joy? Or do I see red or sense a tightness or like a yellow light, almost a caution light? Mm. Uh, this is brought to us, by the way, in scripture. There's a beautiful passage. It's Exodus 28 and, uh, and also multiple places in the Old Testament. But here's how this worked. There was a high priest and he, he had a breastplate, uh, which, which had 12 stones, one for each tribe of the people of Israel. By the way, each stone was different color, different shape, different kind, which to me symbolizes the church of the New Testament age. We are all different backgrounds, different colors, different shapes, but we are all one in the spirit. And that's how the Lord looks upon us. And he loves the variety in all of us, right? So this priest would go before the Lord and he'd be facing a decision. Should Israel go to battle today? And he would peer down into a little pouch. It's, it was containing these two stones, uh, completely unheard of words today. They're known as the Urim and the Thummim. So try to say that 10 times fast, right? Urim and Thummim. It's, it's uh, strange words, but here's what they meant. The, the Urim was truths and the Thummim was light. So you had a combination of truth or the Bible and a, a stone that would glow from within. So he would peer down into his breastplate and he would look at that pouch as he asked the Lord the question. And if one of those stones was glowing... It was a yes. And if they weren't glowing, it was a no. And it was as simple as that. Now translate that into the book of Acts. Now you have multiple places in Acts where you, you read things like the spirit was forbidding them to go into Asia, or they all were filled with peace and joy as they move forward in this decision. That's, that's really cool. They were starting to learn for the first time in history how they could dance with the Holy Spirit, how they could learn to witness him you know, confirming their path. That's what the witness is. It's a confirmation. So the word will confirm it, but the spirit himself will confirm it within you. Now, the second way you mentioned is the, well, you mentioned it first, but I'll mention the second, the inner voice. So that is very unique. It's, it's the Holy Spirit originating a thought or a flood of thoughts from within your redeemed human spirit flowing out your mind. So I'm now going to ask you, what does the voice of God sound like? And Wes, you've already answered it for us. You know, you, you wish it was Charlton Heston or Winston Churchill or something, but he sounds like you. So I'm going to just, just for now, I'm going to do my Robert De Niro. Okay. This is for all of you Bobby De Niro fans out there. Okay. I can do a little bit of New York for you. I'm not, I'm not good at it. If you're from New York, you're laughing right now. Like Carlos, the worst accent I've ever heard. But <clears throat> if I'm Bobby De Niro and I'm praying, if Bobby De Niro was a believer, I'm not sure if he is. Bobby, if you're watching this, we love you. But if he was a Christian and he was in prayer, this is what he's like. Are you talking to me? Are you are you talking to me? And does something he does this, you know. Are you talking? Are you talking to me? So he's talking, he's like this. Are you talking to me, God? And the father's up in heaven going, Yeah, Bobby, I'm talking to you. Are you talking to me? Okay, hopefully we're all laughing. What's the idea? The idea is to Bobby De Niro, that's how God would sound. But but God doesn't talk to me in, in Bobby De Niro's voice. You get it? So yeah. it's as simple as a thought or flood of thoughts. Like, how did the book get its title? This is an interesting story. Uh, I'd written it. I'd written the 21 ways. I had no title. I usually title everything last. And I'm waiting on the Lord for a title. And one night I get the shot and I'm, I'm, I'm getting a fever. So I'm laying in bed. It's about 1030 at night. My wife goes to sleep and I'm laying there. And I wasn't thinking about titles. I had been praying about a title. You know, maybe earlier that day I prayed for a few minutes about it, but I wasn't thinking about it. And just all of a sudden, it was like a switch goes off. And I have this flood of thoughts. And I got up 
from my bed thinking this is the Holy Spirit. I, and I ran to my office and I put my laptop on and I typed in because he whispered to me, how about Love Speaks? I'm like, that's a great title. So I, I put it in my computer, went to bed, saved it, got up the next day, saw it there. I'm like, well, that's got to be it, you know? Yeah. So it's just as simple as that. And so when you're praying about things, start to recognize that you're actually hearing the voice of God in your thoughts, mm. maybe far more often than you, than, you, than you think you have. Okay, if I can put it that way. Yeah. Uh, so like, like practically now, so whatever you're facing for this week, whatever it is in your business life, your family life, you're facing something. What you want to do is bring that before the Lord and be actively listening. It doesn't mean that you have to do all of that in your quiet time, but that is a really appropriate time to do this type of active listening, especially maybe on your way to work, you've got some worship music on. I like to put worship music on and be kind of be worshiping because it tends to move me from one side of my brain to the other, where then the other side can be actively engaging with God. And all of a sudden have a thought or a flood of thoughts. And I'd be like, whoa, that's the Lord. That's a great idea. And I'm like, well, I didn't come up with that. He did. And that's just how cool it is. You have this relationship. You're going to get creative ideas, marketing ideas, sales pitch ideas. Uh, the name of my company was Princess Bride. I got that through a conversation with an intercessor uh, on a Tuesday. She says to me, oh, so tell me about what are you going to do for your package and your, and your pricing? You're going to have your kind of your basic, you know, your gold or silver package. And then she says, maybe you'll have a princess bride package. And all she, that's all she said. And the Lord said, that's the name of your company, princess bride. Now that wasn't the inner voice or witness, but immediately when she said it, it said it, I had this peace mm -hmm. and a bubbling up of joy. Mm -hmm. That was the witness. She said it externally. It goes into my heart. Like that's the name of your company. And we launched it and it was hugely successful. So yeah. It's as simple as that. The reason why I wanted to pull up, uh, you know, the, the voice sounds like us and you, and you use De Niro as a wonderful example. He might be offended by your rendition of his accent, but I thought it was excellent. I'm just going to put that on record, all right? You would do a better job of De Niro than me, right? But okay. the reason why I think it's important is because I think a lot of people, when they experience God use their voice to speak to them, immediately go, that can't be God, right? Which, which means the enemy who wants to steal, kill and destroy just grabs all of those seeds of greatness and they don't germinate into anything because we all of us, I just wanted to validate that those people that are hearing God that way are actually hearing God that way and, Sorry. you know, and, and, and not have any more picked from their patch, um, you know, through doubt, um, you know, that, that I think would be, would be so, so common. I want to I want to go back to something and pick on something right you you know we, we've kind of looked at three different ways that the Lord could speak to us you've got um, 18 more uh, we're going to put up the titles to the free book but we're entrepreneurs we don't just want the free book we want to honor you so we'll buy the other books but um, but I want to go back to that weekend where you had eight experiences and I want to look at okay what was going on in your life that allowed that to happen because I think we've made a case that the Lord wants to be you know, a tsunami involved in our lives, like every moment. And you said it could be eight times a day instead of eight times a week or a month. Um, but you had had a lot of stripping back at that time, right? That's what you said, your health and, you know, and, and you probably didn't go out a whole lot because you might have not felt confident. And then your business was gone. You had your beautiful wife and family. Is it easier to hear the voice of God when you've got less going on in your life? Is there, is there an, like if I was to take that environment for you where you've got discretionary time, I'm assuming, versus an entrepreneur who's trying to fill up their diary with, with, with activities to scale their business, is there something we can learn from why somebody today might not be able to experience what you experienced back then? Wow, that's a great question. Uh, I think I, I want to start the answer by encouraging everyone listening to this and watching this that no matter what fire you're in, because everybody's in some kind of a fire right now, everybody that I talk to is in some kind of a, a struggle, a trial by faith, it's a fire. And so I wanna encourage you, whatever fire you're in, let the fire within you be greater because he is greater inside of you. Uh, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego had the fourth man in the fire. They came out you know, unscathed. Now I didn't come out unscathed. I, I was, you know, I suffered a lot, but I did in the sense of, I came out on the other side healed 
uh, my oncologist won't call me healed because legally in the States they can't. But uh, my last scan was completely clear. I'm five years on since my last operation. So we give God praise. But I want to say whatever you're going through, the promise of God is not that you won't go through it. It's that he will go through it with you. So whatever level that is, he is there to meet the level of expectation that you bring to him for him speaking to you. Whether you have 12 hours a day to pray or 12 minutes really doesn't matter in terms of if you can learn the different ways that he is wanting to operate, you can have a day. Let's just take an example. You can have a day today filled with activity. You have had 12 hours of work. You're exhausted. You're going to bed. I challenge you before you go to sleep, pray a prayer like this. Father, in the name of Jesus, I commit this night to you. I submit my subconscious mind to you, Holy Spirit. I speak the covering of the blood of Jesus Christ over myself and my family. And I, uh, and I expect that, Lord, you will meet me tonight in my dreams. Then go to sleep. Yeah. What you are doing is you're putting your body now. You're basically telling your body, which is the temple of the Holy Spirit, I'm ready to listen. And you, would, you, you, you will not, oh, I, if I could only just encourage you, your dream life. Dreams are, are all the way at number 11 out of 21, but they're so common. And even if your day is filled, the Lord can fill your night and meet you in your dreams and speak to you literally and symbolically in beautiful ways. I was editing my current series of films. We can talk about that in a minute uh, last year. And the film on dreams, which is, uh, like I said, it's, it's episode 11, way number 11, uh, is the story of St. Patrick. Uh, some of you listening to this might have Irish heritage living in Australia and, you know, UK heritage and everything. Uh, Patrick is such a great example, be, you know, of a passionate man of God that followed the Lord and he was led by dreams. He was led by a dream out of captivity as a boy in Ireland. And he was led by a dream back into Ireland to become an apostolic evangelist, a missionary. So I'm doing this episode. I, I filmed it in Ireland and I'm putting it all together. And the two weeks that it took me to edit that episode, I had five dreams from the Lord, all varying in power and understanding and love and everything from the Lord showing me something that was happening in the U.S. government at the White House, all the way down to the Lord showing me uh, a visitation of heaven and the Lord leaning in and saying to me, basically through the, through the dream, hey, heaven is leaning in. The champions of the faith that you're talking about are leaning into this work and they, they're aware of what you're doing, which is really shocking to me. I'm like, I'm doing a story on St. Patrick. Somehow the Lord is letting Patrick know, yeah, this, this, this red-haired Minnesotan is doing a story on you to encourage people to follow, you know, follow the Lord. So it was, it was amazing. So even if, just I just throw that out there, even if you're busy during the day, get ready because your nightlife can be exciting. Yeah. You know? But what I want to say also is um, it does take some discipline. So let me let me challenge our audience right now. Can you commit to start with five minutes an hour? Now, what that would mean is you take your, 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 your mobile phone, and this is the flip phone thingy. You can set your mobile phone to an alarm or a reminder to seek the Lord. So I, I know you're busy. I know many of you are running a thing. But the challenge is, could you start with five minutes an hour, or maybe even stretch it, maybe five minutes every three hours? I don't know your schedule. But if you could carve out five minutes an hour, that means every hour, that little alarm buzzes. And if you're, if you're not in a meeting with somebody, if you're doing you know, your other work, could you then just take a minute, get alone with the Lord? Take a minute and worship Jesus. Take a minute and thank him. Take a minute and listen uh five minutes an hour and then you you grow into uh an hour a day you know and how do i fit that time in well maybe you have a half an hour commute into work maybe you're on the the, the train and, and or you're driving well well turn off the, the 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 news you know and turn on worship and and love on the lord mm. you know there's an hour of your day just going to and from work um, and then can you can you transfer that to one day a week, you know, uh, a Sabbath kind of a day? I, I wouldn't I wouldn't put you uh, on a Sunday because I don't believe that we're under any laws in the New Testament. I think that 
The Lord loves it when we take a day a week, but it can be any day of the week. When we ran our wedding video company, we were the, the most requested wedding company in the Jewish community in Minnesota. So we filmed all the large Jewish weddings here. I was maybe the only Christian in the mix at times, but just shining the light of Jesus. And they all took place on Sunday. So I was working. I mean, Sunday was a work day for me. So guess what? Monday or Tuesday, I just dedicated those days to the Lord. And I'll tell you, when you when you get into a pattern like that, it doesn't matter what you're doing. You are activating your faith to hear God's voice so that you're cultivating that relationship. The key is you're cultivating a relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And he wants you to succeed. He wants you to become the best known company of your kind in your state or your region. He wants you to shine like that light. He wants you to be the best of the best. Why? Because he's put that excellence in you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you look in scripture, he, 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 the spirit entered the man that created all the elements of the temple and the curtains and the colors. And they were all the most excellent you can have because God wanted the best, you know, and he wants the best for you. So it's up to you, though, to discipline yourself. We don't like that word. And, and when I look at the list of fruit, you know, one of them is self-control, discipline. Oh, I don't like that one, you know, but, I, but I'm living it. I'm trying to get better at it, you know, but there is an element of, uh, of you taking a, a, new, a new position with the Holy Spirit where you're activating your faith on a regular basis, five minutes an hour or every two hours or something, put a, put a thing on your phone, five minutes goes super quick. It's mm. just that, that time. So that, that might be a cool place to start, right? Like, like, cause God, God, God disciplines those he loves. So discipline's really cool. But, um, and, and if that's where you're at today, that's a wonderful strategy and tactic to kind of put it on your radar. But when I look at David, who would, who, who, who had his secret hiding place, right? Who said, you are my refuge, you're my rock. And I look at Elisha or Elijah who went away to the cave. And I think about Jesus who pushed the world back and would go away to be with the father. Um, and then I look, because I do half a day a week where I don't do meetings and I stay home and I take communion with the Lord and I read and I pray and I'm looking for answers for what I'm going through right now, right? Um, and that's an intense period of time that you would think I'm losing in the business world, but it sets me up to win. I look at that and I look at that time that you spent at home when you got your eight encounters. There has to be something said for large chunks of intentional time with the Lord, which is the opposite of the world's wisdom, right? The world's wisdom is work, 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 work. And, and the wisdom of God is no, 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 no. Spend this time with me. Come away with me. Get refreshed. Get clear. Get centered. Hear, right, what I've got to say. And then actually you'll springboard any kind of worldly success because you actually have the hidden things of the kingdom. Would you say there's a correlation between that the more intimate you are, the more time you spend, the more you hear the voice of God? Yeah, I mean, the more time I spend with Sarah, the better I know her. Yeah. And I can recognize her voice immediately. You know, she is my companion in life, 25 years. And when I don't take that time, guess what? Our marriage ain't working very well, you know? So I have to learn that even at 25 years, I'm still learning how to cultivate a better marriage. I think with the Lord, it's the same. It is yeah. a relationship. Uh, I try to take a two-day retreat with him. Uh, I, I used to do it every month. I'm, 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 I'd like to do it every month, to be honest, if I could. But something like that, that works for your life. It doesn't have to be that, but it could be. And uh, that's why I think, you know, he set in place a Sabbath rest. It, it's that it isn't so much even a day a week now. It's that as much time as we take to listen, to be in his word, to be in worship, yeah, there's a correlation between that time and the, then the, the deepening of that relationship where you can, you can get your, you know, you get yourself in a position where you can more instantly sense his presence. Mm. You can more instantly hear him and you can then activate your faith for those that you're, that you're with, you know, why not go to your next business meeting, but be prayed up for your clients, uh, they can be Christian. That's even better if they're a believer, but they don't have to be. But if you're prayed up, now you're listening for them. And why not go into a meeting? And yeah, you're, you're doing business, but why not be listening? I'll give you one example. I'd spent, uh, 
I used to spend yeah a good day a week alone with God. And I was in a sales meeting with a couple and the groom was named Rodney. And I believe the, the wife was to be was like Stephanie. So I'm meeting in their house. Rodney's got a little bit of a twinge of an accent. He's not from Minnesota. I can tell that, but I don't know where he's from. And we get to talking and I'm, I'm going through my sales pitch and I've got a sales pitch at the time that the Lord has given me a word of wisdom, which is a great gift to talk about with business people, the word of wisdom, because it's an incredible gift that the Lord gives us in first Corinthians 12. And it's the blueprint from heaven. It's like a fresh blueprint for your life or your business. And in this case, he had given me these five points to include in my presentation that were the were music to the ears for the client. There were the five reasons why a bride wants a wedding video or a groom. So it was like putting myself in the chair of the consumer. Now I'm telling them what they want to hear and they're getting excited about it. So I'm going through all this. And in the middle of it, the Holy Spirit says to me, Carl, that groom, Rodney, has a direct connection to the American Civil War and his family. And we're having this internal dialogue while I'm talking. And I'm trying to get out my five points of, to make the sale. I mean, I want to get the check and go home. And he's having this fun chat with me, like inside. The Holy Spirit's really fun. Like, Carl, ask him. Don't forget. I mean, when you finish your presentation, ask him. So I finished the thing. They love the work. They booked me. They give me a $500 check. I'm ready to go. I stop at the door. I say, you know, would you just mind if I asked you a question? I was kind of having a little conversation with the Lord during our chat. And he told me that, Rodney, you have a direct family connection to the American Civil War. Does that ring true at all with you? <laughs> and Rodney, Rodney looks at me and he kind of goes, whoa. And his eyes bug out, you know. He's like, how did you know that? I said, I said, I don't know, the Lord was just talking to me about you. He said, yeah, my mother's maiden name is Lee. <laughs> so his mother's maiden, so his mother's family was in a direct family line to Robert E. Lee, the commanding general of the South in the American Civil War. So I, and, you know, and I walked away from that and they walked away thinking, you know, what is this guy, whatever. And I walked away with this grin on my face because it was like the father's kiss to me mm. saying, we just had a little chat there mm. and it was confirmed. And it just, just do, do you feel how much I love you? you know? yeah. So every sales call can be like that. Or you can be asking the Lord, Lord, give me a word that's going to bless that person today. Mm. Just give me an encouraging scripture for them, something. Mm. And you'd be surprised if you just give a small seed, how that can just bless mm. somebody's heart. Yeah. And it, and it blessed you probably as much or more than, than Rodney in that particular scenario, right? So I love how practical you are, right? Before you go to bed, commit the time to the Lord to speak to you in your dreams. Take five minutes, an hour, and just kind of listen. You know, get prayed up before meetings and, and kind of get that word of wisdom, word of knowledge for the people. I love all of that. And that's, that's really why I wanted to chat with you because you've got such a handle on those practical keys. Um, I've got what, really one more question for you, right? You're a media missionary, which I just love because I'm a business missionary. Um, which is different to an uh, African missionary. Um, uh, I'm ever so grateful that the Lord called me to be a business missionary because um, it's pretty inappropriate to wear nice suits as an African missionary. Um, so I'm grateful that he called me for this. You are a media missionary and you're doing a wonderful job. We're now on media speaking to, you know, a few thousand kingdom entrepreneurs around the world. I want to give you free reign just to preach for a minute to them about hearing the voice of God. You're a media missionary. This is a media outlet. One minute on the clock or however much you take, preach. Wow. Well, hey, the word of God says, my sheep hear my voice, the words of our Savior Jesus. It's just that simple. You can learn to tune yourself to hearing God's voice. And as Wes mentioned, when you go to sleep, you can have a prayer. When you wake up in the morning, I have a prayer every morning and I set my day that no matter what the circumstances, I am going to hear the voice of Father. We're going to have a dialogue together in the Holy Spirit. I'm going to be in the word. And as I'm doing so, the Holy Spirit's going to breathe on that word. So no matter who you are or what circumstance you're in, you can start hearing the voice of God even better today. There are 21 ways. Here they are in my minute. I'm going to cover this. You have the established word, the living word, the inner witness of the spirit, the inner voice of the spirit, the desires of the heart, taking a walk with God in nature and creation, the Father's providence. You can hear God's voice through the preaching of his word, other believers speaking confirmations. There's visions, there's dreams, there's symbolic speech, there's divine appointments, there's media. 
like we're doing today. There's the gifts of the Holy Spirit that deal with his voice, and they are prophecy, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and discerning of spirits. Angels might talk to you. Jesus himself might appear and speak to you in a vision or dream, or you might hear the audible voice. That's 21. There's a lot more than that, but if you can get started in those 21, the more often you're in those 21 learning them, the more often you're putting your faith out there as a, as a Jason Bourne, you know, as a, as, as a, as a, as a weapon for the Lord, you're, you're actively aware of your talents and abilities in the Lord so you can become that minister and give the Lord's love away to this world that so desperately needs it all through Love Speaks because he is speaking. So let me say it to you, keep listening. I love it. You're a mighty man, Carl. Uh, I appreciate that energy. Um, uh, I thank God for you and I thank God for the healing. Um, you know, let's let's give God some glory there for bringing you through something that was, a, a, you know, a, a very severe case of cancer to somebody who is cancer free. Um, thank you, Jesus, for leading Carl through that. Um, and uh, and and so, mate, this time has been a real joy for me. Um, I know that there'll be people that that sit through all of that and just consume it and and so forth. And um, yeah, I, I appreciate that that passion for such a fundamental element of the Christian faith is hearing the voice of God. Um, and I want to talk, talk to you, like I said, because for business people who are, you know, filling up their diary in seven minute blocks, it's a challenge. But I wanted to bring this up so that people go, you know what? I need to recalibrate my diary. I need to recalibrate my priorities. I need to recalibrate, you know, what I value so that I can get there, get back to there. And, um, you know, this is not a, this is not a should do or a must do actually, but it's actually a very good, it will produce very good fruit in your life and in your business if you take that time to hear the voice of God. Carl, you're a massive blessing. We appreciate you. We'll put up the links to your books. And, um, and so guys, as we always do at the end of our podcast, Carl covered a lot, but I want you to go back through your notes and I want you to put what's the top one thing that jumped out to you in the comments because myself and Carl want the feedback loop of the things that are popping for you and we'll engage with you there, right? I, I think that's important that we have that communication with you, that two-way communication or three-way in this case. Um, and, um, and just put that top one thing there because, because we want to see what is the top one thing that jumped out to you. Carl, you're a massive blessing. I appreciate you. I know our friendship's fairly new, but I'm sure it's going to last a long time. Well, guys, that's the end of our podcast, and I'll see you next week.